Welcome back to Speak Truth to Life with your host, Pam Osby, where we talk about society, culture, and everything between. This is my personal thoughts about some of the trendy topics here in America and abroad. This story, it kind of feels like I keep returning to seeing this going on and on in the society. I see a lot of trending topics about workplace confrontations with supervisors and bosses, workplace issues. And I work with the same theme. Like I work within uh, working with workers and disability and things of that nature. So it's always curious to me what's happening in workplace culture. One thing I'm noticing again, uh, millennials that take on managerial positions and end up working in really toxic environments want to quit immediately like they they go into it thinking the money's good and they want to get that money it looks good but when they try to exit the position they're told no and a woman recently tried to quit her job and her boss told her no she gave a resignation her toxic boss blatantly ignored it attempt to counter offer last minute but it was too late oh boy <laughs> This woman, um, a tick, another TikToker who uh, posted about her experience, she said she handed her boss a resignation letter and he took a look at it and simply said no. She was confused because the way he, he said it portrayed kind of a counter offer and it just sounded like he was going to ignore the fact that she's quitting. The woman um, was confused, but it didn't stop her from what she was going to do. She's like, I'm out. I'm done. Peace. She carried on with her last two weeks, made sure all her manager and co-workers knew it was her last two weeks, and that's what you're supposed to do, okay? Don't give them no extra time. If you gave a resignation, you put it in writing. You put everything in writing. So you have no, no qualms, no issues about saying that you weren't in protocol. Everything got to go by protocol, okay? So in a last-ditch effort, the manager gave her a extremely lackluster counteroffer, but the girl had already mentally checked out. She declined and carried on with her two weeks and felt satisfied. Her boss wouldn't acknowledge her for the last two weeks and she couldn't care. <laughs> wow, this is kind of wild to me when, you know, this is her comment. Um, she said, okay, so there were a lot of people saying, no, girl, he cannot make you stay, you quit. That sounds like your last day. I want you all to know I do know that I quit that I put in my two weeks. I resigned. I told my coworkers. I told my manager. I have multiple papers with it, signed and dated. I tried to turn it in. And on my last day working, I have another down lot up already. So that's that. I can't just walk out though. I've had a lot of people say, why don't you just walk out? Sounds like that's your last day. I wouldn't go in after that. Like you're done. I can't do that to my coworkers. I can't. Those ladies are more, oh no, ma'am. Mm -mm. Those ladies are more to me than co-workers to me. Those are my friends outside of this office. I respect them too much to walk out on them one day. I cannot. Wow. Okay. So another post says today, last working day actually went well. Okay. So I brought my stuff in. I brought all my stubs, scrubs that my boss had paid for. I brought my key to the office and a second resignation letter, signed and dated and everything. And to a manager and said, sorry, I decided on no. It's the counter offer, just not going to work out, she told him. And she said blank. And then he ignored, he said, 
he said a curse word to her and then ignored her for the rest of the day. No conversation. What can I do to keep you here? Like, no, nothing. I think he kind of understood that I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> anyway, she got a new job, got got an extra raise, full benefits of a full-time employee and everything. Quote, I'm getting paid like that but I'm only having to work part-time. What? See, this is the come up. Go, girl. And I have a lot of less responsibility of that office, a lot less stress. So not going to lie, it was kind of a no-brainer, but my heart still hurts. I'm going to miss these girls, co-workers terribly. You know who you are. I love you. Um, I remember when I quit my previous job. I quit it. I was upset that I had to quit because I worked with veterans. Um, I really loved working with my veterans and it was the best part of my job was working directly with veterans. Um, but I quit because I had outgrown the position and I wanted to stay in the position, but I also needed a little bit better benefits for myself. And I was never going to get that. I, I had benefits that didn't even cover the things that I needed. And I had a complicated situation where well, it was complicated to me that I wanted to get out and, and I wanted to work at home and I didn't want to continue to travel so much. It took me, it took four hours out of my day just to come to and from work, you know? And by the time I get home, I don't get that many hours of sleep, especially the, especially back in, uh, I want to say 2017 to 2018, I was like in grad school taking online classes and it was rough. And same thing happened in 2019. I went back to school and I was taking classes. And so uh, at night I would be rushing to get home, you know, cause I would get off work at like four or something. And it would take me literally two hours to get home. I'm lucky if I get home at six 30. So I would literally be rushing. I would grab something to eat real quick in the neighborhood. And I would go straight in to my graduate postgraduate classes. It was it was really hard. And I didn't live in the best situation. I had like was living in a basement apartment and I had like a, a, a my landlord live on site and he was above me with his family. They were very active. So it was a lot of noise coming to me while I was taking classes. And I got to the point where I was like, you know what? I'm not doing this no more. Like <laughs> I'm not going to stay in this place no more. And I'm moving. And, you know, that year of 2019, I put in about 50 applications. I quietly looked for a job. I didn't tell nobody at my job I was looking. I didn't tell my coworker I was looking. I told nobody until I got the offer. When I got my offer, then I told one of my friends, I said, because I used to joke, I said, I'm leaving. I'm leaving. Somebody give me 10 grand or more, I'm out of here. And it was like, dag, 10? I said, yeah, I could breeze off of that. And I wasn't making that much money. The money I was making at that time, it's just amazing that I was able to live off of that. Because in New York, you need to be making, as a single person, you need to be probably making or pulling about eighty to 100000 a year. I clearly wasn't making that. I was, I was the working poor. <laughs> and so, like this millennial, you know, I felt bad when I had to sit there and tell my supervisor that I was moving on because I cared about the work that I was doing. I love my coworkers, my team, you know what I'm saying? I had nothing negative to say about them, 
but I got tired. Like I was like tired of the long commutes. I was tired of not getting paid and having the better benefits that I should get. And I never considered that I would be ever working for, you know, in the private industry. And I never thought I would be working remotely. No, no way in heck. I, <laughs> I didn't even imagine that. So like this young lady, you know, once I made my decision, I didn't get a counter offer from my situation. They didn't give me a counter offer. They weren't going to give that to me. They just want me to sit in that chair and still do what I do. And, you know, I, I could see myself having all kinds of issues had I stayed given the pandemic and working in that field at that time. It would have been terrible if I had stayed. And I remember when I got my my um my offer. I was conflicted about even accepting it because I was like, I don't know if, and somebody said, don't you think you deserve it? I mean, like it took me up. I mean, my offer was an extra 15 grand on top of my old salary, you know, given, <laughs> given that I was like, wow, I said, I could take this and I could actually live like a regular human being. And I just had to say to myself, and I say to anybody listening, you have to remember companies make decisions on a daily basis, business decisions that affect your abilities to keep a job. They have no qualms in making those decisions, but yet you're supposed to give them two weeks. I, most jobs that I worked at, people have gotten fired and not given notice in two weeks. These people have been given, you know, maybe a couple of days or they say, or you log into your system and you, and you can't get on. You're like, oh, you ain't got no job. And guess what? I say it again, and I'll say it uh, many times on this platform. Always keep your resume updated. Always make sure you have your references available for employment. Make sure that you get what you want out of these experiences. You owe it to nobody to stay in a position that no longer serves you or works with you. Because trust me, these companies... They will all make business decisions and they will cut your job and not worry about you at all. I worked at a company and I had been there for two years. And this is one of the first times I got a job cut in New York and they had celebrated my anniversary. Like they sent me a letter from HR. They said, congratulations on your one year, blah, 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 blah. Two weeks after I received that letter, on a Friday, I remember this, on a Friday afternoon, after I clocked out for the day, went home, you know, I get um, a, a message on my work phone to come in to a meeting after I clocked out at 3.30. So they was like, can you meet us at 4.30 or 5? I know you just left. I'm sorry I didn't meet up with you. And I, I had called a family member and I said, they're about to cut my job. And, 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 and they're going to do it on a Friday. It's crazy. And so then uh, I went to the meeting. I already knew what it was about. And it was like, we're sorry. We have to let you go. I said to them, and I remember this because I'm super confident. <laughs> I said, I said, your loss, not mine's. Now, my thing with, with employers is, and maybe that's why I'm such an advocate when I work with injured workers or if I, if I you know, work with anybody with disability or veterans, I always say the same thing. <laughs> Why can't these companies re-employ you in a position somewhere in their system? 
they could have clearly said, okay, we're going to have a downsize in this organization, on this part of the organization, but Pam, we're going to encourage you to apply for other positions. Pam, we want you to stay with our organization. But no, they didn't want to use my transferable skills for that. They just gave me a job cut and told me I had 30 days. Now, I do appreciate they gave me 30 days. No, no qualms about it. I needed 30 days to at least get something. I ended up that same day when I went home and I told my family member I got my job cut. And she, they were like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. What are you going to do? I'm like, I'm just going to apply for other jobs. And because I always have my resume sort of ready, I have multiple resumes. I've been doing resumes for years. And I always have a standard resume ready to be used for some kind of job employment. I ended up, uh, I think at the time I was, I applied and uploaded to monster.com, career builder. I don't use those anymore. But anyway, um, I ended up doing that and I got me a job. I didn't get the job I wanted. I took a pay cut. I think at the time I was making like 40 grand and then I went down and was down in the dumps making 28,000 a year. But the job I took was mad easy. It was super easy and less stressful. And I worked nine to five. I went from working weekend jobs, like Monday through Saturday was my old job. And then I ended up working just five days a week with a cool group of people. I did that on a long-term contract. I didn't make that much at the time. I think I went from making 20 an hour to like $14 an hour. But me making the less money qualified me for rent-stabilized apartment. So I went from living in like some apartment I was paying, a room in a house that I was paying for. It was like a private rental. I think I was paying $8.25 at the time. I went from getting a room to getting a studio, which was a cute brand new building. And my rent was $740. And I had a beautiful kitchen. I had a convection oven, a huge bathroom. I had a captain's bed all for $740 a month in a brand new building in Brooklyn. If I had not made that little itty bitty money, I would never went and stayed in a brand new building. So it did work out for me. And later on, I, I got other jobs that helped me to sustain my rent. And I did well. Um, I think this young person, a lot of millennials got the right idea. You need to be happy at work. And it took me years and years to really like have that conversation with myself about making sure that I'm happy and doing what it is that I want to do. A lot of people aren't happy in these jobs. They just stay there for years and years and years. And those companies don't care about you. You're just a seat and you're just filling a seat. All this idea of we're a family or we love each other, we support each other. Let you put in a resonation and see how much they support you. Because when I put my resonation in, a lot of strange things happened. And it took a while for my background check to be completed because my previous employer acted like they didn't want to answer the phone and, 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 HR didn't answer the phone. I had to do a lot of stuff to get the next job, meaning I had to find paperwork to clarify when I started work, like my old offer letter, just specific things. There was a lot of blockage to me leaving. And that opened my eyes that some people will do anything to keep you. And, don't, and But if you have an employee that's really great, 
and you're not working well with them, you dump work on them and you're not helping them to grow with your company, eventually they're going to want to leave. And just keep your eyes open. Like if you're a millennial or you're not a millennial, if you're Gen X like me or you're Gen Z, whatever, be happy. Don't sit up here and stay in these jobs forever and ever. The most you should stay in the job should be one to two years. Ain't nothing wrong with job hopping. I never did it in my career. I Most of my positions, I stay in for like four years, five years. You know, I stay a while because I'm trying to master my experiences. I'm trying to learn the role. I don't like jumping around. And I'm at the point where I'm a career person at this point where the next position, if I get another position, I'm going to be there until I retire. So, but I'll say this because a lot of Gen X, end up staying in the same jobs for years a lot of millennials you ain't got that energy and i am not mad at you do what you need to do to make sure you are happy (laughs) stay true to yourself because at the end of the day i'm telling you some of these employers they don't care about you they just care about the bottom line you giving them a return on their investment make sure you get a return on the investment you're giving to these companies that's my advice I'm out of here. I'll talk to you guys soon.